0: And if you like this show, check out the others on the ThatShelf.com family of podcasts. And without further delay, let's get into this week's film. This is episode 240, and today I'm joined by filmmaker Rob Haggins. Rob has directed such features as Barbara and Around the World, and on YouTube he is the bespeckled mofo who is responsible for How to Make a Movie for $1,000. So you indie filmmakers, check it out because he is full of tips. And we're going to sit down and watch a film together. So we're sitting down to watch Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. I'm Jeremy. I have not seen this film, and today I am with...
1: Rob Higgins uh, of the Spectacle Mofo channel and also of the Screenwriting from the Trenches podcast, where I'm the co-host uh, with Kay Tuxford. And we just had Jeremy on recently. Yeah. And I have seen this movie um, and it's, 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 an, it's an interesting film. Um, I, you know, I think growing up, um, you know, black in America, they sort of, there are certain things that you have to like watch and like, you almost have to know the entirety of uh, Sidney Poitier's like uh, filmography. Like <laughs> it's kind of him. It gets sent and,
0: to you in the in the mail with samples of Tide, right?
1: They do. Like they send it to you. Be like, okay, you're black. You have to watch this. Okay, there's also reading materials. Like the the saddest thing I think that happened to like black people is when Ben Carson turned out to be like a crazy person. Like like Ben Carson's uh, like. Like, his book, uh, it's, like, In God's Hands or something like that. Like, that book was, like, my mom made me read that book and, like, do a book report on it, like, as a child, where, like, it wasn't, like, a school thing. She just was, like, you're going to read this book and, like, do this, and then you're going to become, like, a black doctor. Like, you're going to do this. like, Like, Ben Carson is our guy. You know what I mean? There was just, like, so much hype surrounding and i feel like the same thing was like Sidney poitier be like oh you want to you want to be in the, the film industry you're going to be like Sidney poitier you're going to have poise and like you know things so good i don't know but like his filmography i feel like a lot of those movies this one in particular and in the heat of the night like he just sort of gets like get sent to you and you are just like you what do you mean you haven't seen it are you not black what are you doing <laughs> You haven't watched these movies, so you have to watch them. Like, you have to. It's just yeah. like a thing. So, anyway. But, yeah, like, uh, it's it's interesting um take on interracial relationships. And then, of course, you know, you had to watch the the, um, the Aston Kutcher-Bernie Mac remake. That's what um,
0: the – the, my wife was trying to figure out who the remake was
1: recently. Yeah, it was Aston Kutcher and and, and Bernie Mac and uh, rest in peace. Um, and I worked with Bernie Mac when he did a head of state. Um, the man was an absolute genius, but he never shut off. It was like, he was constantly on. And so it was interesting to see him in that role. And I, I was a big fan of his. And also I, I like Aston Kutcher in movies. I think he gets a bad rap, man, but he's actually really decent in films. Um, like I was watching, what was that movie he did with Natalie Portman? Um, no strings attached. Oh, yeah. He's solid in that. Yeah, super solid. And he has this line at the end of the film. It's not going to spoil anything. Well, yeah, it's kind of whatever. But it's a rom-com. <laughs> it's, it's a rom-com. You know what it's about. But, like, at the end, he was like, you better not come any closer or I'm going to hold you and I'm never going to let go. And she jumps into his arms. And I'm like, man, he delivered the shit out of that terrible line. Like, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> tough to do. It's but but you can see but when the line like that works well performance wise it's gold but if yeah. you butcher a line like that it's terrible
1: <laughs> it's like that it's like a, that line from um, that line from X Men where like Storm says you know what happens to a toad when he gets struck by lightning and everybody's like ah yeah <laughs> no. It's true. The worst.
0: And the worst part is, and there's writers out there that write a line like that, and they're like, "I'm a genius." And there's, <laughs> and there's writers like us that write a line like that, and we're like, "Oof, I'm walking I'm, I'm walking a tightrope right now."
1: <laughs> yeah, I hope they were able to pull this off because the the correct like thing is like you know the whole she, the clouds come in and everything is super dramatic. And struck, and then the then it's a throwaway line. It's like same thing as everything else. You, that's how it's supposed to be delivered. Yeah, but then she just delivers it with this gravitas, because Halle Berry and it's like the same thing as everything, and you're like, "What in the no, no, no? Why didn't someone stop her?"
0: Yeah, is that the only take you did?
1: Yeah, is it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> because there had to have been better. That that was the best, huh? That was the one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we got it. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. No, you don't want to do another take, Brian? Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. We're did. we're good. We're
0: Mr. Singh, if I can just suggest, maybe you should just throw one away. No, we don't. Have, okay. We, we can keep the roll going. We don't even need to. I'm counting my money.
1: Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, man, yeah, he delivers the hell out of that line. And he's pretty solid in guess who's coming. And guess who? They shortened it. To guess who? Yeah, yeah, um, Guess who? And Sam him and, and Zoe Saldana, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so said, I'm looking forward to this. I, I'm i watching it with my kids, not knowing. I'm like, I don't even know what the writing of, the, of this is. And I'm assuming it's got to be appropriate enough.
1: Somewhat. I mean, oh, probably, leave it there.
0: I'll be fine. Yeah, I've, I've um, yeah
1: it's, it's, it like it probably because, you know, because you're coming from sort of a Canadian perspective, like it's a little different, I think, because. Like I don't know if you guys have like the Canadian version of the KKK. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, we oh we have racism here. It's it's. it's not, I know it's you th- do. I know there's racism everywhere, but it's like I don't feel like you guys. Oh, it's not the that, same. It's just
0: it's not the same. And honest and, and you know, I'm a Caucasian dude. I can't even like I can't even speak to it being the same or different because I'm on the other side of it, right? So, but it, well, no, I mean, yeah, but not. Like I, it's not the same as it even is. even
1: of like. You know, the KKK is world famous. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, like you say the KKK and people are like, ooh, even in Germany, people are like, ooh, they know what it is because their their atrocities are legendary. Yeah. There's no such thing. Or, like, the Canadian, like, ra- <laughs> racism. Has been to the no, but we different. have, I,
0: I imagine there's chapters of the KKK that were inside Canada. Or are inside Canada, or, or however it works, but. That
1: would be so shocking to me. Like, it would be really weird. Like, are they, like, really polite racists? It's like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the Excuse movie we have me. To make. Rob. That's the movie we have to make.
0: The, yes. The movie about, like, the someone trying to form, like, their own KKK group K-K- inside <laughs>
1: Canada. <laughs> That is a comedy of errors, and I'm here for it. I'm about there's it.
0: A, oh, there's a there's a Wikipedia page that is it, it did expand operations into uh, Canada, mostly uh, Alberta, apparently.
1: Wow. Okay, so I'll stay away from there.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna send you a Wikipedia page that uh, will g- give you more information. That's awesome. On, uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna include it in the show notes because, <laughs> but yeah, there's a, there was a Ku Klux fan in Canada, but there's that's got to be. There, there's a way to make a dark comedy out of that, man.
1: There's definitely a way to make a dark comedy out of that. <laughs> and I'm here for it all day. All
0: right, we'll talk later. Like, I, I like that every time we uh, we do a podcast episode, we come up with a new a pitch with for a new movie. Another movie. <laughs> okay, so I should go and watch with my kids because they got to go to bed. Um, All right. but I'm excited. I I I especially like when my explained to my daughter what the plot was, she just didn't understand why that was a problem. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I was right. like, because you live now and good and good for you. I love having to explain <laughs> racism to kids and they're just like why it still doesn't make sense. The more you say, the less it makes don't, sense. I and I'm don't like, get it. it's just coming to dinner. Does he not like him? Is he too tall? Does I don't he bring know. Th- does he bring a wrong dish? Is it yeah? <laughs> yeah. So they I love that when kids don't understand racism and you have to try to explain it as if it's a thing that should make
1: sense. Because the world used to be more of a dumpster fire, if you can believe that. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: and I, and, and to explain that. I'm like, it was actually illegal at one point for people of different races to get married. No, right. Like, what? It's like, yeah. It's, that was actually federal law.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hilarious.
0: Right. So I'll, I'll ping you when we're done, but uh, let's go have dinner. All right, man. Let's all go to the
1: lobby get
0: ourselves a treat so we just finished yep Uh, and so how when's the last time you saw this movie
1: it's been a while it's been like I think I was like like uh, if not a teenager like my uh, like early adults like uh, 20s like that sort of thing so it's been a while
0: yeah Uh, I adored the fuck out of this movie yeah I I I I just sat there with a huge smile on my face and just also shame for having never seen it before. My wife is the same way. She's like, "How have we never watched this movie before?" And I was
1: like, "I guess we're racist." I don't know. I, I don't. No, I mean, look, I'll tell you what. Here's here's what I want to say about this film. Having just rewatched it as an adult, I'm watching it and like it's so weird to me that this movie came out. When did it come out? 67, 68? No, not that late because Martin Luther King was dead.
0: Yeah, well, he died. There's a story I was reading up about that. No, it, it was late. It was, uh, I want to say it was 67. I just had it pulled up. Yeah, 67.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's dead in 68. So, yeah, went, um, well, the,
0: the story, because there's a line about like when he's like, guess who's coming in there? He's like, Martin Luther King? So, yeah. He died while the movie was in theaters. Like, the assassination happened and the studio yeah. the studio had the scene pulled from the print. Oh, wow. In the theatrical release. So it's been restored here obviously, but Right. Anyway, sorry,
1: what were you going to say? No, it's just that like this movie came out 67, 68 and feels much more progressive, <laughs> right? Than some of the movies we make today. It well, like, that's like it, it just like there are obvious things like you know, you know the I love the um, the way that they just you know that they've just decided to be like oh no I've fallen in love with a Negro um, they just you know Negro is sort of the other N word like it, white people are terrified of it here it's just like one of those other things that they don't do but they it's proper I mean I don't know I never felt like that one was really an issue. But like, it's kind of the other N word, but they're just using it very freely here and it's hilarious. But she's still, so
0: ca- Catherine Hutton, who plays uh, Joey so yeah. casually is just like, she's delightful. Yeah she's,
1: yeah. she's great. She's so happy to have fallen in love. And then like, you know, it, it's so funny. She's just throwing that word around. It's so great. Um it feels really progressive. It just it does. Like she's just like, no, I'm happy with it. I'm good. I'm, I'm even in love it, with the negro. That,
0: that scene where um, her Catherine Hepburn has that amazing scene where she fires that woman. Right? Oh,
1: that's so amazing. Yeah. But then she comes she's, in the house and she's like, you know, Barbara was being a real bitch. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, she's like, yeah. And she's like, you should fire her. And she's like, oh, don't be so harsh. You get that from your father. And I was like, ah. <laughs> that's awesome I love the line that she gives this woman she's just like it's not that we don't want to associate with you it's just that we're the type of people that you can't afford to associate with and I was like oh man she just insulted this woman's character like oh so good so good and and she and she pays
0: her off Uh uh-huh to get out of my get out of my house get out of my life and yep. five grand. Five, and that's, and that's, that's no 50 years ago. Five grand. That's a lot of money. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. lot well, that's, that's, I mean, I imagine that's like her annual salary. She's given her. Yeah, a, a she sure just severance. like, yeah,
1: she just gave her a severance package and just was like, peace. Bye. Yeah. You're um, out. I don't want to really, see it ever again. Yeah. I've really enjoyed this film as an, as an adult and sort of also in sort of the way, because it doesn't, the other thing that it does is it doesn't pander. Um, yeah. I don't feel like it panders at all to like it sort of recognizes the, um, the situation that they're facing as a country. It's sort of recognizing all of that. And then at the end, it's just like the worst thing for you to do is to not be who you are. Um, and so I really, really dug it in sort of recognizing that you can't change the world by you know pretending to be who you're not, um I really just enjoyed the film uh on that sort of thing and and just sort of seeing it from all angles um well, and and next... ju- go ahead no and just just i just i don't know it was it's well written um the dialogue is hysterical, and i just i love how. You know, even his sort of, like, reluctance to tell his own parents and stuff like that. Like, I, I I love the parallels. It's just well written all the way down the board and just has these amazing character turns. The scene well, where um he talks to his... Where um Sidney Poitier talks to his father. Man. Man. Just love that scene. Well, just because... The father, he's like, look, I sacrificed
0: for you. Right. It's just, there's so much. And and what's interesting, like, that's the one relationship that doesn't really get resolved Mm -hmm. in this this night. Like, you leave, that last shot is, like, Spencer Tracy, like, touching the guy in the arm. And and he even says, like, the three of us are going to have to work
1: on him right exactly i mean and that's i mean to be fair i feel like that is also very true because i love that it's not all everything's not tied up with a book. no but i you know sort of knowing black fathers like that's you know <laughs> like no this this is not going away we're still talking about this you know like it's sort of that old school there's a lot of that sort of um thing where like there's a lot of that sort of in the black community where it's just like you know we have to preserve who we are we have to preserve our culture and you know that means never stepping out of outside in terms of you know dating or marrying or uh mixing and stuff like that and there's a you know there's a lot of sort of prejudice within like the black community of like you know you know you have kids where you grew up where they Like somebody was mixed and, you know, or they weren't sort of as dark. And there's like this term, like you call them high yellow, you know, that sort of thing. It's a lot of like that sort of internal prejudice. And like, we sort of just swallow it because at the end of the day, like if if anything comes from the outside, we immediately rank up and we sort of justify it that way. Where like, it's okay for us to do it. But when it comes from the outside, no, absolutely not. You don't get to talk about him. We get to talk about him because we are like, it, it's fine for us. But it's not cool either way. But it's just one of those things that sort of, and that comes from that sort of, that mentality of that older generation, that OGs who are just like, no, we don't do it. This is not what you, you know, black women not good enough for you. You know, that sort of thing. Um, I used to get questions like, you know, because I've never been person. I'm sort of um, race agnostic in when it terms of like dating and things like that. And I've gotten things where it was like, what, you know, do you have problems with dating black women? And be like, I, I don't, I I can only date people who are, who say yes. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I don't know what you want me to do. Like, am I supposed to like, is this a quest? Like, what are you talking about? Like I ask and they can say yes or no. That's, that's how it works. If someone says no that's it that's the end i don't know where you spo- where i'm supposed to find this magical person who's supposed to come out of the sky and like you know what i mean like you can only do what you can do yeah
0: so it's, it's hard which, enough
1: to get someone to like you i've talked i spent a lot of time with
0: you rob i understand
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's very true it's like you know so i you know it's it's always been sort of like like that relationship between the father and 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 very much his sort of attitude speaks very much to uh, that generation. And just like, no, like, especially at that time where it was like, you know, we had a a lot like that sort of the closing in ranks of uh, black people in order to stand against what's what, which was an overwhelming force at that time of civil rights. Um, And, you know, that just sort of, you don't want to, why are you going over there and messing us up? We're over here trying to keep things intact. You know, if you're going over there and tackling this other issue or going outside, like then, then it's because the other thing is there's that stereotype. This is the thing that they really don't sort of go into, but it's that other stereotype of like, you know, and it's old. It's that Mandingo thing where it's just like, The the black man, if they're free, they're going to come out and steal all our women because they're, have you seen them? They're just giant sex god savages who can do all the things and they'll take our women and they'll take our jobs and we'll never. And, you know, it's like all that kind of crap. And like, you know, you have sort of that, you know, there's that thing of like, don't reinforce their stereotypes. Stay over here and not do not mix like. We don't want anything to mess up what we've got going right here. If you going over there, like, sort of validating what they think, then you're messing us up. You're taking us off the path. Stay on the path. So there's a lot of that in there, too. Um, and they don't necessarily get into that, because I feel like at that point, you're telling a, a completely different movie. Yeah, But like, you know, there are those stereotypes. It's implied. Um, you know, like, there's that the it's very much implied with the character of hillary that dan ends up getting fired like she looks at him and she's just like oh my like you (laughs) you went to hawaii and came back with what like (laughs) there's there's a lot of that sort of implied in that thing it's very subtle and the subtlety in this movie is really really great yeah Uh, like the cab driver like he sees them in the back and he's like what in the hell um you gotta love those old uh that that you know the screen as they drive and stuff like that. Like that. Oh, point. it's
0: so bad. Especially, especially like, I mean, you can get away with that in some places, like San Francisco. Right. Are you fucking kidding me? It's like yeah. the car is not reacting to
1: those hills whatsoever. No, not at all. Um, and then, but you know, it's really cool because you can tell the lot. The movie is very much shot, most of which is on a set, yeah. like uh, inside of a. You know, it's like the house everybody's like let's go out on the terrace and it's like okay well, i understand that you're trying to like you know expand the fact that this is your only set besides that like sugar malt but uh, that uh that malt shop that they go to yeah um in the middle of the movie where it's just like we got to get out of here i've mm-hmm. been that guy who's like written that movie where he's like we got to bust out of this place for like 20 minutes or so yeah we can't all just be here
0: get some organ boysenberry let's go
1: yeah <laughs> And then it's like you know that I do I do love uh, Spencer Tracy's character where it's just like that died in the wool like liberal um, who's been like no black people deserve rights no you should, you need to be a part of this cause and then it comes into your family and yeah. you're like well, well not and, then, so much. and
0: and Kevin Hebert has a great speech where she's like well, did we not raise her to say right and then and then she's like but we never said you couldn't bring one home.
1: Right, exactly. She, that speech from her is great. She was like, she is exactly who we raised her to be. Yeah. But we, we never gave her that caveat. Like, <laughs> just don't, don't bring that shit indoors. You know right. what I mean? Like,
0: and what's fascinating is because the, even the whole time, and this, and this goes for like both sets of parents, none of the parents are racist. Right? No. In either way. But what their argument is that it's like, it's not us, the world is racist, and that's why right. we have a problem with it. Right. Which is, and then, you know, the other argument that the movie does make through, you know, the mothers is the idea that's like, yeah, but if we don't, if if we don't do something about that, then we're no better.
1: Right. You know, and that's what... Like, it doesn't matter how, how we feel. It's just what matters is that we need to support our children, like, in this, you know, in this endeavor of theirs.
0: Yeah, and that's what um, made my kids love it, because, like, my kids were watching going... You know, 20 minutes in, 30 minutes in, there's that great sh- scene where shot where uh, Spencer and Tracy are like looking out and watching them together and seeing how in love they are. And they're smiling. My kids are like, the movie's over. Like, what the fuck? What are we doing? <laughs> Ain't no problems. And then, right. but, but, but it keeps on getting more and more complicated because all the nuances and all the layering. And, and then right. Their par- like, as soon as when their parents were, when her parents were coming here, my kids were like, oh, shit. Like, right, I can see it getting more complicated. And what I what I loved about, like, you, as you were saying about, like, the, the, the relationship between him and his father, like, that idea that he's scared as fuck. Like, he, every, he right. mentioned it several times that he wanted to write a letter because he's scared. He, he just wants to get all his thoughts out on paper because he's terrified of how he's never going to be able to say it properly to his face. And
1: I get that. Right. Well, I mean, for me, I, like, I, you know... I could definitely see, um, like, I feel like the relationship between him and his father just—it it was one of the, the 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 relationships that rings the truest in this entire thing. Because, and there is that sort of like, especially I know, like, I sort of like grew up with that with this sort of like, what you owe me. Um, because you notice it's like, not like that on Joanna's side, it's not like what she owes them. It's more like, are you, are you sure you want to be making this decision? Are you sure you want to be stepping into that? But on like, on the other side, there's this thing of like this generational, like what you owe me and what he talks about, like, and we're never going to be, um, we're never gonna be what we need to be, or like get what we need to do until we get like the weight of you off of our backs. Like this whole thing of like we understand that it was hard for you. We understand that it was terrible, that you went through terrible things. But like we're trying to live in the now. And you're the the weight of holding you up is holding us down. Like it has to be it has to be like this thing where like, we're very grateful for what you've done, but there's, there's a limit to that. There's just, there just is. And I really enjoyed like the fact that it was just dealt with on us. This is just a smartly written film. It's just it's they so should, clever. Yeah, and like I mean I feel like they should just like hold this up. Like this is how you do this kind of stuff. It is really great. And of course you see like it didn't an Oscar. You know, people people recognize it. No, I know, but it's like, you know, but uh it's so funny to me because you can see like um the the um uh the sort of references to uh Get Out like all over it like <laughs> Yeah. So much so that, like, I'm starting to wonder, I'm like, oh, man, like, I know I've seen this movie, but like, I'm starting to wonder, like, what's going to happen at this dinner? Um, you know, like <laughs> the movie's sort of burned into my subconscious. Um, I just I really, really enjoyed it. I wish every interaction like went like this. I've been in a few of these things where you've gone and, and met, you know, somebody's parents. Doesn't always go that well. Not everybody you're coming home to is uh, Spencer Tracy. It's not. Uh... No,
0: and I'm certainly not Sidney Poitier when I when I show up. <laughs> they, they they ain't calling up for references. Going, yeah, he's no. the, he he works for the W. The who. It's like, yeah, the, the WHO. Award, yeah, like he was he's not got a for- list
1: of references as long as my arm, and he's yeah. just like, "All right, goodbye." Click. Yeah, it's like we're done.
0: Yeah, no, they get is it. like he was nominated for a Canadian Screen Award. So what the fuck is that? It's like, ah, yeah. it's, it's like nothing. It means nothing to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, I made a movie yeah.
1: called How to Plan an Orgy in a Small Town. What? No, no, no,
0: <laughs> no, absolutely not. I said I was lucky. I made my sex comedies after I got married. So what were they going to do? <laughs> My 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 in-laws already knew I was messed up by the time I started making those movies. Um, They're like,
1: so uh, we've just been disinvited from Christmas this year. Okay, um, I think you know why. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, totally I just get it.
0: But the, just the writing is just because I really appreciated like the bluntness of the characters and how they yep. didn't dance around things, uh, but in, not in a way that felt like melodrama either. Like it, it would be so easy for this movie just to be melodrama to make like yeah. one of the parents like really racist. Um, and like the most racist, like, there's two characters in this movie that you could qualify as being racist. Maybe there's the woman she fires. Yeah. Uh, and Tilly. Um, the, the, yeah. Uh, Tilly. Right. Tilly. Well, cause Tilly says yeah. like, she says like, like the comment she makes that makes me say that is she makes a comment about marrying above his station. Yeah. Yeah. But his station really, when you look at his credentials, like she doesn't know anything about this man other than the color of his skin. You know, she's making all of these assumptions based on just what he looks like. As She doesn't know that he's a doctor, or what kind of doctor, how credited he is, right? She has mm-hmm. an amazing scene where she walks up and the camera does that great Dutch angle. where they where, Yeah. No, it doesn't matter that Poitiers is sitting a foot taller, like they are even. And she just goes to fucking town on him. It's
1: great. Yeah. You one of them like smart talking niggas who like-, <laughs>
0: <I laughs> yeah. like,
1: oh my one- God. Yeah, my my kids look at me like, what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) And that's also like, you know, that's, again, that feels like very realistic where it was just like that sort of like, you know, that, that we, like, again, it's all mixed in. Like, we need to rise, but we need to rise in a certain direction. You rising in a direction that's not where we want to go. We trying to move up and you pulling us over here into this other shit. Where like you know you're feeding into like I said, and the the weirdness you wouldn't think it would be because like that's um, that's so weird to me that it's still a thing, and it's actually it's you know, and if you look at like things like porn, of course, like it's still like that stereotype of like the like uh, the the BBD? Yeah, like, well, yeah, that, like, you know, the, like, you know, the sex craze, you know, the, or just sort of like this, the idea of, like, alpha Negroes who are just walking around, like, who are going to do it, who are going to steal your jobs and your sports and your things and stuff like that. And just, like, you know, this idea, there's a whole culture surrounding it. It's still a thing. It's, yeah. it's, it's so very, it's so weird to think about that. In 2021, I remember I was listening to, like, somebody talk about that, kind of culture and this guy was saying um you know when i see a black guy you know and my wife looks at him and he looks at her like he's like i just give up immediately i already know that he's one and i'm like hmm. what like that's a that's it like did, did this man just looked at your wife and you just like Automatically, you know he's better than you. That says more about that person's opinions of themselves than anything, really. But right, but the idea that such an attitude could exist in like right. today, like that's today. This movie was done in 1967. Like that, that is still a thing, and it's like the kind of that stereotype that just will not go away. This is like literally slave mentality type shit it's still around and it's like it's not only here it's not only palpable but jeremy it is marketable that's (laughs) (laughs) why. i have that feeling with my wife but
0: that's every man just because i know she's better than me it doesn't matter what color they are what race they are anything women too when my wife's a woman i'm like it's over she's that that, you can clearly do better yeah anyone anyone yeah Dogs that walk by. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, especially dogs. But it's, all it's dogs so, are better than me.
1: Yeah. But it's so weird that like, that's a thing. And like, you know, but it is. And like, that, that's, you know, her reaction to it, Tilly's reaction to it is like that, where it's just like, you are, you are pushing the envelope. You like, we are finally getting to a place where we can rise up above where we have been. And you are messing up that progress because like, and it it seems weird to me. It seems, it's, it seems weird for that to be like a thing. But then you have to also think about not just like the idea of like, you know, the BBD stereotype, like not just in terms of a, of a sexual way, but also in terms of like mass violence. If you yeah. think about the Tulsa race riot, it starts because a black man steps on a woman's foot reportedly in an elevator. Like this man, like the elevator was like rickety and like it was going up and he like either from all for what the thing is, he either stepped on her foot as the elevator stopped or he used his hand to steady her as the elevator came to a stop. This was so shocking to her that she screamed bloody murder. This man, Dick Rowland, ran off like he took off just because he knew what was coming. The police still tracked him down by the time that it had gotten to the newspapers, he had raped her. That's what it was. The next thing, you know, he's in jail. The next thing, you know, there's a white posse. There's a white posse coming to lynch this man. Then there's a black posse coming to keep the white posse from lynching this man. There's a gunfight. The white people go and get more guns. The police get involved. Then the police deputize the KKK. Next thing you know, they're bombing a town and killing people. Hundreds of people died because a one man studied himself on a white woman in an elevator. Like that's what they're living in. That's what their generation went through. Like it can escalate that quickly mm-hmm. for that little. Emmett Till whistled at a white woman, reportedly. Like it just escalates that fast, and once it does, you can't pull it back. It just the violence has to play itself out. And then all of a sudden it's like a massacre or a thing. So it's like, do you know what you're doing? Do you know who you are? Do you know where you're living? Do you know what country you're in? Like, because this kind of thing is going to happen and no one is going to be charged with it. Like you will just die. Like, and and you might take a bunch of us with you. Like, so that fear is real and it's palpable. And so those people are saying things and it sounds funny, but it, unfortunately it's very real. And it's just, that kind of, like, just, I don't know. It's its one of those things where it's its stupid, and the movie is definitely calling towards all of that with these characters. And while their attitudes seem really weird and strange, especially in terms of telly, and they certainly are racist to a certain extent, but it, I, they're based in the reality of this country, which is... No, and that's just
0: it, and 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 that's and, it, and it's interesting because it's like, like like sadly we now live in a world where like this movie is still relevant, you know? Mm-hmm. you know, to the point where like you know a movie like Get Out comes out only a few years ago and it's like is the hit movie of the year, yeah, be, be, because it's like we are still dealing with this bullshit.
1: Right. You know, it is we, literally it's almost like a like a, like if you look at it, especially now that I've seen it again, the post get out, it feels like somebody was like, well, Jordan Peele was definitely doing a horror remake of that movie. Oh, sure.
0: Yeah. But it's interesting because I think about like, you know, growing up, I grew up, you know, in a super small town that was like predominantly Caucasian, like literally the only like, you know uh you know african canadian people in our town were my next-door neighbors and so i grew up with them as my best friends and had no idea that like i couldn't even possibly comprehend how they felt because they were the only people i played with but they were the only people who liked them in the town right but for Mm -hmm. me they were just my next-door neighbors didn't think about it right right and but then so growing up in this weird like bubble of the 80s where you know movies like this have come out 20 years ago at this point But we're still living this uncomfortable, like, not racism, but racism. And this idea that, like, I remember, like, feeling like at one point as a kid, it's like, oh, well, like, you know, hundreds of years from now, there will be no races. We'll all just be like one thing because things will be integrated so much that we'll all just like turn into one color. You know, in my my mind, that's what the future looked like, you know, years from now. But now, like as an adult, I look at that and I'm like, is that harmony or like is because there is that weird divide. And I'm curious how you, what you think about this concept to be Like, you know, is it better if like the human race eventually evolves towards one thing or does that like just destroy all the history we have of these different cultures and these different backgrounds? You know, it's such a weird thing because I get that argument that it's like, well, no, if you marry outside of, you know, certain lines, you're not going to have those lines at one point eventually right? in theory, you know, far enough in history. And so it's such an interesting concept to consider um, when you look at race and that, and that doesn't necessarily mean a person's racist for thinking that way. They just Mm -hmm. go, well, how do you protect history without drawing some kind of lines in the sand? Uh, And I don't know how I feel about that. It's just a thought I'm having as an adult, you know, in, Con- contrast to you know the thoughts my idyllic thoughts of youth where it's like well eventually we'll all just be the same thing and then none of this has to matter.
1: Right. Well, I see I think I think everybody sort of like thing I for me like when I think about the idea of um you know racial harmony and stuff like that I can't think any further than Gene Roddenberry's Star Trek. Um you know where it's just like everybody like the fact that everybody's just sort of united under the fact that we're all human beings. I think for like, in terms of um, like culture and, and, and where we are, the place where I really like to get to is like, you know, when you have people who would be like, you know, you know, this name, you know, um you know, if somebody's last name is Schmegel, you know what I mean? You know, they're, they're, they're like, their heritage is, is Jewish and they have like, you know, they can be Orthodox or non-Orthodox and there's, you know, but they, get to they can look back at their history and stuff like that and everybody just knows that you know that that name is jewish it's fine and nobody has a problem with that it's just one of those things where it's like oh okay like you know when they have like people know their answers to be like my so and so did so and so on so and so date like you know they go back and they do it and it's not a problem and everybody's just like, oh, okay, well, that person knows their history. It's fine. For me, the best case scenario would be like, if you like, you know, people can just recognize and be like, oh, you know, like my dad did this. And it doesn't matter what people's color is or whatever like that. It's just people, you know, know their history for, you know, for Black people a thing is sort of a sore subject because there's so much of our history that's been erased and mm. or just doesn't exist. But like, um, it would be interesting if we could get to a place where we could, you know, just proudly be like, you know, uh, you know, sort of deal with the history of our ancestors in this country and just be like, oh, my was, ancestor was this, my ancestor was that, and then just not care. But like, you know, and people are just, you know, dealing with it the same way you deal with, you know, I don't know, like, just dealing with the fact that you know this person is you know this person is for me um that person is not for me like you know very much like i like i said star trek sort of sets this up like like perfectly where it's just like you know they're dealing with new cultures they're but they don't and gene Roddenberry, this is sort of this mandate where it was like at least in uh the next generation where like the crew doesn't have any problems with each other They're just sort of dealing with each other on like a personal level. They have friendships and different things like that. doesn't matter that Worf is Klingon, but he's a proud Klingon. You know what I mean? He gets to go over there and like, you know, people are proud that he has his heritage and stuff like that. They don't give a crap that he is man is, you know, proudly serving on the thing on thing. And that's the thing. Worf is the first Klingon to serve in Starfleet. What they do, they put that man right on the bridge of the enterprise of the flagship. They put it out there. They were like, no, we wanted this man to represent us. This is what we're about. This is what we do. Like, I would love to get to the human race just to see is like that. Be like, no, this is who we are. This is who we want to be. The best, the brightest minds all intermingling all having no conflicts with each other all like commingling on this ship and we're going out and we're ambassadors to the fucking galaxy we're going out there and we're doing this shit we're gonna we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna expand this thing we're gonna bring our way of life to everybody everyone can be like this like i i sort of like you know if that was the human race i mean it'll take forever to get there but like i i that's the 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 history that's the future that i would like to see Like, you know, in terms of that, it's one of the reasons why I've always sort of loved that show, um, Mm. where it's just um, even Deep Space Nine, where it went further on that, where it was just like Deep Space Nine was like, not only that, but we're going to tackle religion, too. And I love the, the, um, you know, not only, you know, first black captain, which is great, but like, you know, you get this. Benjamin Sisko is so great in terms of a character because he is essentially the Muhammad for these people, but he's also a Starfleet officer and he's sort of torn between these two worlds. And you have this relationship between him and his first officer who believes that he is a religious figure, that she is witnessing what has been prophesized for hundreds of years, like the things that he's a part of have been prophesized. And she has to sort of hold herself in check knowing that she could be potentially part of history, but at the same time, he is also her commanding officer and he's also a part of the Federation and the two of them, and she never sort of comes out of pocket, but it's a very delicate relationship that the two of them have. And I just, I, I love that kind of stuff. I love, I love those kind of examples of like people being able to sort of weave in between like races and religions and things like that. Like, and just, understand that there are going to be bumps we're going to get things wrong but we can talk about it and like i just i i I dig that type of shit like i think that's what's the best part of star trek when people you know talk about you know it's always about pew 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 and like star battles and things like that but for me i'm like nah man i'm here for like the racial equality and the (laughs) racial gender equality that's what i'm here for all day all week i'm here for that i'm like give me more Like, so, I don't know. For me, it was, uh, this movie was, Catherine Hepburn, I mean, especially during that last scene, she's doing so much work and she barely says a word. Like, the pride that that she is projecting onto Spencer Tracy, I'm like, I want my wife to look at me like like that. God damn, like.
0: (laughs) Do you know the background of what's going on behind the scenes? I don't. Okay. So here, first of all, Catherine Hepburn looks like she's going to cry in every scene. Like her she has the wettest eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Just every scene, it looks like she's about to cry. Right. So here's the thing. This is Spencer Tracy's last movie, right? Mm-hmm. He died 17 days after they wrapped. Whoa. He was, he was dying. He was very, very ill. So Spencer Tracy, like she, they're a, a real life couple. Um, yeah. And I guess they were just a secret couple for a long time, but they were uh, um, an on-again, off-again, real-life couple. So this was like her passion project. The studio did not want Spencer Tracy in the movie because he was dying. He was It was well-known he was sick, he was dying. Both Stanley Kramer and Hepburn had to put their own salaries up as collateral um, wow. for in case he died and they had to reshoot. And they shot two versions of the movie, one where he – is not in it and one where he is. Right. Just in case he died before they finished shooting. So the last scene they shot and it took him a week to shoot it was that eight minute speech he has in the movie. Yeah. And so when she's watching him like in the
1: background, on like just delivering the shit,
0: just that's, delivering it. Well, and he's like, it's like his, him talking about their relationship and, yeah. and his love for her. Right. And it's the last, and it's his last thing he ever said on camera. Wow. You know, that's, she, and she's, wa- and so she's not even, she never watched the finished film because it was too painful for her because of what, how she knew what he was going through while they were shooting it. Mm-hmm. And, and you watch it, it does not look like a dying man. Like, he gives the it fuck It does out not.
1: Of- he looks vital as hell, man. He's like, so he's good. Just- and he's just in like in terms of acting, and you know, both of you and I both have sort of the respect for actors and stuff like that. In terms of acting, this man just drops science; like he just gets in there, and you you see from a man like that that would have like that kind of um, like that kind of speech. It's not easy to pull off. You and I both know, like that kind of like
0: eight minute speech. Yeah, <laughs> a man that's like,
1: dying. Yeah, and just to deliver it, and just to, to to deliver it with the kind of gravitas that it deserves. That is not easy. And this man just makes it look easy. He drops fucking science on these people. Holy shit. This man just like goes for it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm here for everything this man has to say. Like, he's just going for it. Like, piece by piece by piece. And the way he talks about her, uh, Catherine Hepburn, and the way he talks, uh, you know, about you know, the way they, they love each other and stuff like that. I just believed it. I I was, I was all over it, man. It was so good. Well, um, the movie only
0: works for two reasons is because you buy that last speech, mm-hmm. you know, but also like when you think about it, because I was looking through like all the nominations and stuff. Uh, and, you know, the one actor who's not nominated for this movie is, is well, two or or Hutton or are, and Poitier is not nominated either. Right. Mm-hmm. He's already won an Oscar at this point in his career. Yeah. But that's not to say. But also, it's like he's not in the movie as much as, as some of these other characters. And he doesn't necessarily get – like he gets some great – they all get great scenes. But, right. you know, the scenes – I'm trying to think where I was going with this. But what, what's amazing to me is I fucking lost my train of thought. I totally lost my train of thought. I had steam going. <laughs> I was going so strong. What the hell was I talking about? Um, Tracy's performance. Anyway, he's great.
1: I don't know where I going with it um, um I, I didn't know that he died after this that's that's amazing that's you know yeah they, what a legacy to leave behind man speaking of which because we just we're sitting in the sort of the 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 post the, like only a few days post the death of betty white um, yeah two days the, yeah as we record this yeah she died overnight I, I i can't man like i i love betty white i love her so much she's so great. Golden girls was another show that was like very progressive and stuff like that. And they've done, they did a few episodes on that. Um, one of which stars, um, I can't, I keep wanting to call him, uh, Don Cheadle, uh, a very young Don Cheadle. Yeah. Where Blanche and, uh, him sort of come to, to, to sort of grips with like their sort of views on race. Um, it's one of the more famous episodes of the golden girls. Um, and just you know it's of course it's great but like betty white just absolute national treasure i didn't know like i don't know what she died of i mean but she's 99 so she she died of
0: life like she just yeah i think she's just old we we had the the canadian film community had a huge shocking death over the the break uh, jean-marc valet who directed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, Dal- I mean, as far as you know, bigger movies. He directed uh, Dallas Buyers Club, Wild, um, a bunch of TV, a like, great big like big HBO TV. Big Wait, movie.
1: Wild, the the um, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie.
0: Yeah, and he directed Dallas Buyers Club. Uh,
1: Dallas Buyers Club, I only recently saw it in the last year, and I was fucking blown away by it. Like, yeah, I I, I, I remember. remember I don't know. It was one of those movies that people always said that I, I was like, I don't know, this doesn't look like my movie, man. And then I saw it, and I was just like, holy shit, it's so good. Just like the way it
0: looks, like they uh, he uses mostly available light. But just if you want, to, like if you get a chance, deep dive, look back at some of his older Canadian stuff. The movie, his movie, Crazy, is one mm-hmm. of my favorite movies of all of all time. I'll uh, check Ca- that out. Cafe de Flores. Anyway, he he was only. I think he's only in his late late fifties, maybe. Yeah, but he uh, I, they haven't. As, as of yet that I've noticed um, probably by the time this comes out, uh, they will have given an official, but it seems like he just, all they really said was he was at his cabin up North he, or in Montreal died, died over the weekend suddenly. So all I can think of is a heart attack. Um, I don't know more than that, but it was, it's it, it kind of like hit us hard over here because he's kind of like, between him and Valneuve, right? Like they're our, our biggest and brightest right now. And so that was, that was a big shocker for, for us, but, but yeah, but to think of like Tracy doing this performance uh, when he's on his,
1: basically on his deathbed is, is. Yeah. I, you don't, you could not tell, like you could not tell. He's playing
0: the full piano. Mm-hmm. you know
1: that scene
0: when like that scene when he just fucking comes home and he's so casual. he's like i'm gonna go play golf it's like oh nice to meet you doctor like just casual 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 yeah. my, my kids are just it's so beautifully done my kids are just sitting there waiting for the ball to drop right and then he stops and you're not even on his face he just stops <laughs> and you're like oh shit like my oh, kids shit. laugh he
1: just hit it he just <laughs> he just oh it just went through his head Oh, no. And he he sells it, man. That's the thing. Okay, Um, just in terms of acting like and this is one of the things that I'm sort of focusing on as I'm going into like, you know, making a movie like season two of without like, you know, there's a thing where like this is the the thing that like really, really i don't know how to do it i've seen you do it i've seen it in your movies and i've always been really really jealous of it like there, like there are things there's a way to get an actor or like i don't know maybe it's like the caliber of actor but like you can like when you hire people to do things that have been to say words that are written on a page like you're playing make-believe yeah professionally um or it's as close to professional as you can get, but you're, you're playing make-believe. And then it takes like a certain amount of talent to be able to go in and take these things that somebody has written on a page and then turn them into these compelling scenes. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why scripts have to be so good, but even a good actor can change a bad script like we were talking about earlier with Aston Kutcher <laughs> yeah. That's one of the lines with you take Tracy who like literally takes this moment. It could have been very cliched, but the man just stops and you can see it hit him and he's just like, no, nope, no, nope. no, there's something going on here. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. And he turns around and I'm like, this man's getting it. He's coming back. <laughs> oh no. And he's just like, should I call it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to call a, the call off the the, the golf. Like yeah, something not, else is going on here. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. yeah. So I just, and then just, you know, everything that he's doing, you know what I mean? Like he's just going for it. Like the scene with him and the ice cream, like he eats is like, this is not what I, oh, it's not bad. You yeah. know, like anything that, that he could have, like the stuff that he was doing, it could have come off so cliche, but this man is just playing it to a hilt. And that kind of like, I don't know how actors do that, man. Like, I I can't. I just I can't. I can't separate to be able to do that kind of thing at the kind of level that this man is performing at. And then to come in at the end, like we were talking about eight minutes, this man just goes on. He's just moving through the room, man. He owns that space. He's just killing it. He is literally dropping science. Like you could teach that in a class. You could look at that performance and just go through like like section by section as he just breaks this shit down and goes through it. And at the end, everyone is in tears. You're in tears. The actors are in tears. Everybody's in tears. Because this man has dropped science. You believe it. I believe this family. I believe the whole movie. I'm here for it. Play the credits. I don't want to see anymore. That's it. We're done. Go eat dinner, Tilly. Right. Make dinner. Yeah. Well, I remember. I remember what I was going to say now. So it's, the movie,
0: like, it works for a million reasons, but it works exceptionally well because of that scene at the end, obviously. But right. it's work. But the only reason, like, the movie works past the opening twenty minutes, is because you believe so quickly. Like, the movie does such an efficient job of making you be like, yeah, these two are in love and they deserve and they deserve love if that didn't work the
1: movie would would tank yeah there's they do that whole thing in silence they're just playing a song or stuff like that over the thing and like you could see the two of them it's very it's it's young love but you could see the two of them are very much into it like they like they have found something in each other and it's wonderful to see that's the thing and every time they're together like you're just like I hope those two make it. Like I really do. And 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 to be fair, like because
0: I went into this movie not expecting to like be as charmed by it because mm-hmm. you know my my knowledge of Sidney Poitier is Mr. Tibbs, You know, it's like yeah. very like I think of him as like very straight, very not flat, like boring, right. but just very like no nonsense. You know, and right. so I'm sitting there going, how is this guy gonna fucking charm me in a re- relationship? But in two seconds, I'm like, oh, because but because he brings that gravitas and and he lets her break him down yeah so we know he has that air and like if we were to catch him at the office or at the who or wherever he, this guy does business right we'd be a different man but in and in front but but with her but, yeah but, but her we don't even need to see the other man we just know by the way he dresses the way he walks everything the way he leaves $2.85 for the phone call you know, right. just every little thing. We know who this man is. And right. so we see her the way and the way he is with his dad, you know, just how he's broken her down. Uh, and his mom gives that great speech, too. That, that, that the one that really wins Spencer Tracy over about. Life. Yeah, she's so great. Um, she was nominated, but, too. She was nominated for an Oscar as well.
1: She should have been. Um, there's, you know, there there's like um, that scene where she puts the flower in his hair. Um, and so. then she was just like, I was kind of worried. And he was just like, you're full of it. You were so full of it. Like you could see the two of them. I was like, Oh my God, these people are so in love. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They that's the like, scene. Yeah. That's the scene. It's like, he was like, you brought me out here. You said that they were going to be like this and this, and this, and you were full of it. You were afraid as what I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, yes, you would do. Oh, I love them. I love them so much. I hope those I kids make it
0: um I, I was waiting the whole time because every time they keep on talking about how it's like you can't get married because of the, the world's racist blah, blah blah but i kept on waiting for one to them going that's why we're
1: going to geneva <laughs> right <laughs> and what they said like you know they were like like his father tells him he was just like look you can't just do this he was just like you do you do you can like in 16 or 17 states this shit is still illegal sir yeah like you can't i know i was explaining that to our kids our it. kids like
0: how is that how is it illegal to marry someone and i'm like it it I mean, it wasn't that long ago, you know, gay marriage was, Ill- was illegal. Yep. You know? It's, like, because we live in a stupid fucking world where where we yeah. we, we make laws about who can love who people.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's so weird to me, man. Like, that's, like, um, there are certain things to me that, like, don't make sense. And, like, I'm going to compare two disparate things here. But it's, like, the idea of, like, um, you know, like uh that people can't get married they're like the sanctity of marriage is between a man and a woman get out of here man like that's so dumb that's such an arbitrary rule and then you know people always go you know if you let you know people of the same sex get married the next thing you know people will get married to their dogs and it's like okay that's that's a that's a whole nother can of worms man but like i don't understand this whole thing where it's like you the a marriage is a is a is a capitalistic ceremony it's basically it's 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 a ceremony that's all it is that is i mean the the implications of it are much deeper and stuff like that but the idea of it does in so much that anyone from the outside in terms of like vendors or churches or you know other people would have any sort of say on it it's very much from a capitalistic standpoint and why do you give a shit literally why do you give a shit yeah. Like there's no reason for it. I don't understand it where it's just like, why do you care whether or not you give a cake to a gay wedding? Why do you care? Why? Why do you care? It's money. Take the money. It's not anything. It doesn't mean anything to you other well, than money. It's principle, Rob. Get the, it's, oh my God. <laughs> but no, but that's what I mean. That's the argument. <laughs> no, I know, the argument. I know. I know. I know. That's the argument where it's just like, it's the principle of the thing. I don't, your principle is against money because you're not in that relationship. You have nothing to do with their relationship. Their relationship doesn't hurt you in any way, shape, or form. So, what you were doing is you just saying you don't like money, I guess, (laughs) or like, or love. And both of those things are stupid. Yeah, just stupid. (laughs) You should love one of them. It's kind of like to me, like, you know, as a diabetic, you know, like I I constantly, like, I'm like upset about this, where like, and like I said, these are two disparate things, but like, I walk into the candy aisle and there's no sugar free candy. Like, do you know how much? Do you know what the diabetes rate is in this country? It's extremely high, and it's just like clearly diabetics love candy. Why are you just? Why is there not more diabetic candy? Like, no more sugar-free candy in the place where like I'm gonna look for it. Like, what are you talking about? Why not just serve the community? What did just? what, did, what is the, the point of this? Why is there just? Why do you just hate money? Why do you hate money? Why? What is the point of this? I don't understand it.
0: So you, there, there, There's the hole. you you got to fill that hole, Rob. That's your side business.
1: I guess. I, I'm just going <laughs> to just do a diabetic candy and put them in, like, gas stations. You know what I mean? It's just dumb. I don't understand it. Like, for marriage, marriage to me is, like, you know, at least the ceremony of it. Not the, <laughs> the, 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 the thing of it. But, like, the, the ceremony of it is just that. It's just the ceremony. So, like, this and it's whole a, and thing… It's-
0: Yeah, and it's between two people, unless you're Mormon. Then it's between however many people. But it's just like, it's just yeah, I've always, it's like, why? Like, it doesn't, behind closed doors, who cares? Why
1: do you care? Why do you care? If nobody's being hurt? You make cakes. Why do you care? Like, (laughs) why do you care? I just don't understand it. It's so dumb. We don't want to marry you in the church because... Why do you care? Why do you care? Like... It's so dumb to me, but like I don't know, yeah, people to, to that,
0: to that point, the other great character uh, in this movie that we haven't talked to yet is the priest. Um, yes.
1: And, the Monsignor. Uh, he's was, so
0: great. I was convinced he was going to marry. I was like, we're going to see a marriage in this movie. He's in marriage. Yeah, that's why there's a, that's why there's a priest in the movie. Yeah, they
1: sort of like like lead with that, but it's it's not going to happen. Yeah, now
0: he he gets too drunk by the
1: time. But, he, <laughs> but I he, I guarantee you, he flies to Geneva to perform that wedding. Though I guarantee oh. you, he flies to Geneva to do it. I guarantee you, they're exactly. just like, who well, should we get to do it? Oh, the Monsignor senior is willing to fly out. Like, okay, well, you know, there it is. You know, can't get better than that.
0: But he has that great like I love that, and he makes it early on when I think Catherine Hepburn is talking to him about about it and he's like yeah it's like i mean their marriage pretty much work out probably because they right. have to work out harder because there's more reasons against it so right. it means that they really really want to get married where a lot of other people just get kind of casually married because they don't right. have to think,
1: because they don't have to think about it as much yeah they don't have to talk it out like the implications of what happens like you know like that kind of marriage where it's just like yeah we don't have to worry about that we can just get married you know what i mean like
0: but that's just like and to that point, it's like that marriage, like those people have to think it out so much that of course they get like, it's going to work. Like, cause there's no reason to get married other than you just can't imagine not being with that person. Right. You know, where so many people, like, it's like, yeah. So I love that. Like There's so many great little things like that that are such small little nuggets that, um, that just ring, ring truths. Even today, it's just so, so smart the um and i love i love that it's like i think there's like one or two exceptions but you know we have a cast with just these great great characters and almost everyone gets a scene together mm-hmm. like that's just one-on-one and they're all like you're just waiting for it because you know you're just waiting for how these two people are gonna like what are they gonna talk about what's gonna happen when these two people sit down together you know yeah
1: the mixing of the, the, the personalities and stuff like that is very great. Like uh, that, the Spencer Tracy one where he meets um, up with Sidney Poitier's mother. I was just like, oh, here we go. Uh, like, I, Bay, like Bay I, Richards, I think is her name. Yeah. And I was like, oh, here we go. This is going to be great. And so it did turn out to be super great. And to the way she sort of like lays him through and like, you know, he just like watching him think through it. And you and I both know, like we were talking, I think we talked about this on the podcast we did on mine, where we talked about a lean where like, you know, you watch an actor like really like work something through and you can see him really just digesting her words. And he's just like, son. Of-, and he literally says, son of a bitch. And then he like walks in and he's just like, <laughs> like yeah. Well, my,
0: my son had a great moment because he just watched my, my daughter's watching. She's like, he's not talking, he's not saying anything. How do we know what we're thinking? And my son's like, the camera pushes in. He's going to let him get married. And, then, and it just pushes in. He's like, yeah, he's he's going to agree to it. It's like, my son knows how film works. Yeah. He's like, you don't need to have to have to talk. If it pushes in, it just makes their face work better. <laughs> uh, but just so, he's like, yeah, he's like, son of a bitch. He's like, well, I can't be racist. It yeah. makes sense now. Logic worked. Uh, but it wasn't racist. and that's what And that's what makes that character so great. Because on paper, he agrees with every single thing. But he's
1: just scared for his kid. Right. He's scared for his kid. And more importantly, he's scared for any potential grandchildren that they may have. Like, you know, and them trying to and, you know, him thinking about, like, you know, how hard it is to raise a child just in general and then to have that sort of on top of it, this like layer of, you know, because he knows he's like clearly been down in that thing uh, of the trenches of like you know racial uh, inequality and like you know fighting on those battles and stuff like that and now having to add this layer of like you know you're you're you know as a parent you're always trying to keep your child alive no matter what and now you have this thing on top of it where you like someone will hate your child irrationally they will just decide to hate your child because and like that sort of thing where i think that's sort of where um, both he and his, and uh, Sidney Poitier's father are sort of cu- coming to like, uh, the same church where they're just like, people will hate this just on its face. You don't have to do anything. People just aren't going to like it. And because they hate that hate breeds into something, especially in this country, that is potentially violent and can be tragic. And so for that, like he's seeing it in terms of not just his daughter, but also his grandchildren. And Sidney Poitier's father is is seeing it in terms of, like, not only that, but the repercussions that you could have, like, rippling out towards the rest of us. Like, it just all filters back, you know? And it's so weird that, like, you know, you think about the idea that, like, one man can represent an entire group of people for something. But you hear that all the time where, like, or I don't know. Like, I've heard that, like, you know, no, you're one of the good ones. You know what I mean? And you're just like, (laughs) what? (laughs) What? You know, and people will say that with a straight face. You know, like they've judged an entire race, but they met you and you didn't upset them the way that other people. So you're one of the good ones. And it's just like, okay. um, Wow. Okay. That says a lot about you. Um, I, I had no idea you were that person, but that's... Okay. All right. Uh, Wow. Wow. And it's just, you know, what, what can you say to that? Like, what, what do you say in that sort of thing where we like, now I've, I've now been a, like a, you realize that you now represent your entire, like the entirety of black people as ridiculous as that sounds as like, Like I am not a stand-in for Black people. I am just. I'm not. I'm sorry. I, I can't. I cannot be that. What's
0: Rob? That's why I asked you on this episode. Are you yeah. Good? I'm sorry. Now you are telling me? Geez. Yeah. It's a bit late. Sorry. Sorry. No. I know it's it's such a weird, but that's the, but that's what happens, right? Right. But then, but everyone, but people want that to be that case where you can get someone that make that you know ticks off a certain box and get them to sign off on something, and now you've had that conversation.
1: Yeah. And it's the same sort of thing, like, you know, in terms of our business and stuff like that, where you're like, you know, like um, I've heard that a lot about in terms of like things that we need to support as a black community. We'd be like, we have to support this show. We have to support this movie or they won't make movies like that because there was that narrative that we tried to fight for so long and be like, you know, they don't black movies or black, you know, narratives like this do not make money. They do not. They're not for four quadrant audiences. And so, There's like a lot of, you know, that sort of uh, ridiculousness. But, you know, in terms of, I don't know, I I wish that we could get, you know, in terms of today's modern movies, like the kind of nuance that comes from this film that don't end with the black character killing all of the white people. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Um, No, we're talking (laughs) about Get Out. Like, um, yeah. Yeah, like, there's there's so much to be mined in this movie. Um, and the fact that it's still relevant. Yeah.
0: 50-plus years later, just, good Lord. Even though I hadn't seen this, I produced um, a short film in college that was kind of like a weird adaptation of this, and I didn't really <laughs> know it at the time. It was about a young Jewish man bringing home his German girlfriend. Mm-hmm to his parents. And like, this is like in the seventies and both his parents, uh, had, had family that died in the Holocaust. And so the whole weekend, the dad is like, swears, he hears her speaking German and and making plans. And like, she is there to kill them and he's not having it. Yeah. It does not end well. It ends with like the father convincing them to gas her. Whoa. It goes dark. Uh, and I, and I, and I spoil this because this film is, I don't think as far as I'm aware, available anywhere. Um, right. Although I will say my one the, the one pride point of that is we submitted it to like the con f- um student film festival jury and we got on the short list. Nice. We didn't get in, but we got we got a letter from somebody who was like I love the hell out of this. I fought for it. I'm sorry. I was like god damn, someone really what someone really somebody really liked it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm scared I would be scared to rewatch it now just going oof. We 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 were trying to be clever and we were mildly <laughs> irresponsible.
1: But um <laughs> But yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, definitely uh, uh, a highlight. Uh, really enjoyed the film, seeing it again. Um, yeah. I, I just, adult.
0: both my wife and I hadn't, like none of us had seen it and we were just looking to it, like, what, is, Like, why? Yeah. I, it's, it's just, it's, it's charming. It's delightful. It's my perfect kind of thing. It's the way I like to do comedy too, where it's just like, you know, the first hour is all about making them laugh, making them love the characters and then you can drop the shit on them. Right you know cuz at that point you need a break from the laughter anyway but like that's at that point where it's like man people are going to care you can start twisting you can start twisting and start turning yeah. screws because and it's okay that the comedy's not there for the for those parts because they care now
1: right right they you know they're invested in the characters and, and finding out like you know what's going to happen like that sort of thing so yeah I, I very much agree with you it was uh is a great film and uh great to be on the podcast
0: thank you yeah. man yeah i, I loved it I, I really 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 loved it and then mm-hmm. so next time next tomorrow night i'll show my my kids get it <laughs> yeah <laughs> they were like
1: is this made from the no
0: it's not about, it's sort of. this is the sequel this is about the grandkids <laughs> yeah 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 oh my god got a different ending oh my god my it's daughter a very would be able, different ending my daughter would not be able to handle it uh well thanks for thanks for coming on
1: man hey man Always a pleasure.
0: Let's all go Thanks for joining line. us for Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Black Hole Films is a proud member of the That Shelf Podcast Network. You can listen to other episodes of our show and other That Shelf podcasts on thatshelf.com. Please subscribe, leave comments, spread the word, do all the things that let others know you like the show and how they can check it out. You can find me on Twitter, at Lon Jeremy, and go to Facebook and join the group Black Hole Films. And until next time... Go watch something you've never seen before. Thanks.
1: Let's all go to the lobby To get ourselves a treat